Hello, I am your host, Jake Donovan. And I'm your host, Kaylin Hill. And today we are introducing Anna Claire Hathorn, president of Semicolon. And this is the Semicolon Sound Out. So, obviously all of us here know what semicolon is, but for the people who maybe don't know what it is, could you explain it to them? So it all started as an idea in my head. I knew I wanted to raise awareness on suicide and mental health, but I didn't know how. And so Jeff came to me and he was like, this has potential, let's make it a podcast and short film. And so those are basically used as learning tools. And now we are a community-based and school-based project. AC, what is your opinion on mental health? I feel like it's an epidemic of the world, of every generation, but we are trying to focus on students because we are students, we know how teens think. And so I think it is a true tragedy because it's very hard, no one can see it, and since no one can see it, no one is talking about it. No one asks people questions about, are you struggling with your mental health? Are you okay? No one asks those questions, so we're trying to open up the conversation. How are you doing that? We write articles on our social medias to educate people about certain types of mental illness or mental struggles, and we are raising awareness through our schools by hosting events and making posters and having little assemblies and talking about it. And we are also trying to start talking about it within our community, with our community leaders. And what we're doing about it is making this talk show so people can learn more about it. Okay, Anna Claire, as you know, my opinion on mental health is very big. I think that it's an epidemic, that it's a problem. You have made a film about it, so you obviously have some connection to it. Can you tell us about that? We are using the film as, like I said before, a learning tool to let people see inside the mind of a depressed teenager, but that does not mean that everyone's depression is the same as our film. Everyone has a different struggle. Everyone handles it differently. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to raise awareness about it by writing articles, informational articles, um, hosting fun events at our school to get people to want to learn more about it and want to know how to handle their mental health and also how to help others. You seem to be very well versed um, in mental health talk. Um, do you have any personal experiences with mental health or any sort of way that you can relate it back to your own life? I first started struggling with my mental health in sixth grade. I started going downhill. I wasn't hanging out with my friend group anymore, which was a very good friend group. I was trailing off to bad people that made bad decisions and it wasn't good for me and I wasn't talking to anybody about it and I was just making bad choice after bad choice to the point where my parents got involved and they helped me turn around and my friends helped me turn around and I basically had to build my ego up from scratch. And so if I can do something to help people prevent making those decisions, I'm going to do it. And what do you think was the most important part of getting yourself on track again? And how would you encourage the viewers to start that process? Take it slow. Don't rush yourself. Um, it takes a long time to find yourself. Like personally, I still haven't completely found myself. And this all started whenever I was probably 11. And that's a big deal that it started at 11. That is a very young age. And so just take it slow. Try to find help. Try to find good resources that can help you, if it's your parents, um, an adult that you trust, your friends, someone that is educated about it and is wise and has had these experiences before that can help you. I think I relate to that. I like that a lot. Um, I know that it's hard, especially in my life. I find it hard to talk to people. I find it hard 
to be able just to open up like that. I know that in my mind, it's just something that I don't want to do. I don't want people to have to worry about me. Why do you think it's so hard for people to open up? I feel like it's very hard for people to open up because they have to be the one that's reaching out for help because like I said, you can't see someone's mental struggles. They might portray it with their body language or physically, but you don't know exactly what's going on. My favorite quote is, you can see a broken arm, you can ask them about how you broke your arm, but you can't see one, someone's mental struggle. You can't ask them because you can't see it. And so, so I feel like people aren't opening up about it because they are too scared to talk to someone about it because there's a, a negative stigma surrounding mental illness. Like it's branched into insanity almost, but I, I like to think that everyone will struggle with their mental health at, someone, at some point in their life. It is tragic that we have to, but it's just a part of living. And so I feel like people are just really scared to open up about it because they have to engage the conversation and they're scared for backlash. I completely agree with that. Like I, like you, have been struggling with my mental health for way longer than I would like to admit. I was probably like 13 when I first had one of those thoughts of like, would my like, would those around me benefit if I were no longer around? And that is a heartbreaking thought to have, especially at that young of an age. I didn't want to seek help until I actually saw the silent film that you guys put out. Um, it encouraged me to go and find help because I had realized that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. A lot of people, I've heard their stories, I've listened to their thoughts, I try to grasp what they felt. Do you think that when someone has someone when someone has someone reliable to talk to that they'll really open up? Do you think they'll be truthful and honest? It makes it so much better to have someone to rely on. Like I know I did not have anyone to rely on whenever I first started struggling, so I just kept it inside and it just kept building and building and building. But then I found my best friend and she has been able to help me through so much. If I come home crying, she will pick up the phone even if she's in the middle of doing something and she will be like, hey, I got you, it's gonna be okay. Just take a breather and think about tomorrow, get to tomorrow. And so it is so much better to have someone that you rely on. And I hate it that some people don't have that because they just have that stress piling and piling and piling up. Yeah, um, for me, my go-to person is my mom. She has always been there for me always but you know she's been there for me through the majority of all the bad things that I've had happen in my life and so anytime the going gets tough I just really lean on her and it's really great I lean on my mom too she helps me a lot yeah. all right so you two both said that you have go-to people well personally myself I don't have a go-to person I have go-to activities like working out playing a sport or reading a book or something like that do you think that people find it easier to go to something that's like that they can put their mind to instead of going to someone and opening up about it? Yes, because those things don't have opinions. They don't have, people are scared to talk about it because they're scared that their friends will judge them and then they'll lose their friends. So it takes, it takes a special person to build that relationship with. So, and there's, some people just don't have that certain person to build that relationship with, so they turn to those activities. And I'm not saying that it's bad to turn to those activities. Sometimes that is a very good way to turn to work on yourself, but I wouldn't recommend it from right. my experience. Yeah, um, 
it, it definitely feels to me more like a way to suppress those feelings and not actually go through them and sort of just block them out and out of sight, out of mind sort of thing instead of actually coping with them and, you know, getting to the source of it and figuring it out. So I would, I would recommend finding somebody. If you need somebody, I'm here for you always. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to focus on something you said earlier. You said it's stressful. It keeps building and building. And personally, I'm relate this back to football because that's where I know my most stress. I've put a lot of pressure on myself. And when you do that, things tend to break. So when people just let the stress build and build, how easy is it for that person just to break and collapse and fall apart? I know it's very easy. I mean, I let the stress build. I'm not necessarily saying that I break and fall apart, but I can get so overwhelmed where I just procrastinate it all and then I just don't get anything done. And that is very unhealthy because then you just have the stress of procrastinating it and not getting it done on top of that. And so it's, it's so sad to see people do that. It's just, I'm not sure how to give people an answer for that because I haven't lived through those experiences enough to give a well-versed answer. What do you do though when you're able to, um, I guess, successfully get over that sort of like burnout or get over your um, procrastination? I take time to myself. I learn to say no and not to pile everything on my back because it is okay to say no. You do not have to say yes to every responsibility or task that someone gives to you. They can find someone else. No matter how pressing it is, you need to put yourself first because you do not need to go get to the point where you fall over the edge. Well, thank you so much for your time and for having this very insightful conversation with us. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you would like to say to the people that are watching right now or anything else that you would like to add to the conversation? I feel like we have basically summed everything up. I mean, this is the basic need, need to knows that people need to know right now, and we will have more interviews for people to learn more. But I will say, go follow all of our social medias and like and subscribe this video. And thank you so much for your time and letting me be on here. Thank you. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Semicolon Sounder. We really appreciate you for coming and watching the show. I hope that you have an amazing day. Just know that you are loved, that there is hope, and that you are heard. We love you. Bye. Bye.